0: Hey everyone, Mike from PTE here. Just wanted to give you a heads up in case you missed it from the title. This is the first part of a two-part episode. We had so much fun recording this one that it went long and we had to split it in two. So if you're like my wife Nikki and can't stand the suspense and just absolutely have to wait until the show is done so you can just binge it, I'm sorry, but you'll just have to wait. Except don't wait because this episode is a blast. Just listen twice. Anyway, on with the show.
1: everybody welcome back to the pub trivia experience my name is chris and we are gathered here tonight for a little two-on-two trivia two ways that's right two teams two players a team one amazing host and no i'm not that full of myself it ain't me so let's go let's yeah. pass out to the chicagoland area Brittany shaw my friend how you doing what are you drinking
2: hey chris uh thanks for having me on i am doing well, except it's been excessively warm in the Chicagoland area today, so it's like, I don't know, approximately 80,000 degrees outside. Maybe slight exaggeration, but it's way too many degrees. Um, I feel
1: so bad for you.
2: So, uh, even though the sun is now gone because it started storming, I'm still feeling sunny. In fact, I'm feeling sunny D, so... I've got a Sunny D vodka seltzer because I grew up in the nineties and I handle my nostalgia with alcoholic versions of my childhood favorites.
1: To be Whew. fair, the, uh, that version of rugrats where they all became alcoholics was my
2: favorite.
1: I'm going to hand this all over to you. You're in charge. So uh, all right. just don't well, thanks,
2: Chris. Um. So first of all, Wanted to say thank you to Chris and the rest of the PTE podcast for inviting me on to host tonight. Um, I'm going to be running my game in my format, which is called Cozy Quiz, and I've just started running it weekly at a local place called the Critical Grind here in Shorewood, Illinois. Um, it is the Critical Gr- Grind board game and caf or board game cafe. I don't know why I just decided there needed to be an and somewhere, uh, <laughs> but it is. My favorite place, my home away from home. Um, it is run by a wonderful person named Dana, and she lets me take over the cafe space on Tuesday nights to host my game. And uh, the purpose of the game is to drive business to the critical grind and to keep them going because they are a small business and they are so inclusive and welcoming of everybody in that space, and that's just more of what the world needs so, doing what I can to help them keep going. And I just want to say thank you for having me on to run this.
1: So Brittany, real quick, I don't know if you know this, but those that have listened to the podcast for a while know that we started off uh, the podcast as a, a way to try and drive uh, you know, traffic to a local, local business. Uh, back then, it was the All Male Strip Club. Mike was actually working there with the name
0: Critical Grind.
2: Oh, wonderful.
0: Um, <laughs> magic magic mike was uh copyrighted so. I, w-
2: I was gonna ask if uh yep. magic mike had any sort of legal dispute with you over that storyline so <laughs> um,
0: I, there's another joke that i would make here but it would be gloriously inappropriate so i'm just not going to <laughs> i can't we get are no all, all, right, get all right
2: all right all right then it, it burns
0: <laughs> it's burning
3: my my brain mm.
2: Well, now that we're hearing some of our voices from tonight, I'll go ahead and invite everyone. So, Chris, I'll start with you since you uh, welcomed me so warmly. How are you doing, and what are you drinking?
1: I'm doing well. I love the fact that you went with since you welcomed me so warmly instead of saying instead instead of saying you interrupted me so rudely. So, <laughs> I appreciate that. I got myself here. Um, this is from the Huntsville, Alabama allocation. I have not had this yet, but Mike talked about this for a while. So this is a peanut butter porter.
2: Oh,
0: it looks like a Jif can. I I think they're actually out of Gadsden. It's back 40. I think they're at Gadsden. He's going to get it eventually.
2: (sighs) Moms choose peanut butter porter.
4: I remember my first beer.
2: (laughs) Nice. It's worth the wait.
1: I also know full well, this beer is not going to last me all night. I got a, I got a second beer for when we get to it. So,
2: uh, well, we'll introduce that when it comes in.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Right. I'm so glad I kept three of these and didn't give one to Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I I gave one to Jeff. I could have given him two. I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's really, oh, this is gonna be a good night.
2: Well, Chris, let's meet your teammate for the night. Uh, Located about, I don't know, an hour from my house. It's uh, Jeremy Goodson.
3: Hello, Brittany. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you doing and what are you drinking?
3: Uh, I'm doing good. And uh, I am drinking out of uh, from the Dr. Pepper 7-Up Company out of Plano, Texas, a uh, Dr. Pepper Zero.
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't have any booze in the house. And I didn't have time to go get some earlier. So next time. But this will be good. Well,
2: there I mean, Jeremy, you go. You've had a
3: whole
1: 3 hours to
3: prepare for this, so. <laughs> yeah, but I had I had to get this stuff done around the house because oh, I'm doing a podcast tonight. Crap, I got to get this stuff done now.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Jeremy, you and Chris will be taking on the team with an adjective that I'll figure out later of Tim and Mike. So, let's talk to Mike first. Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking?
0: Uh, hey everybody! The uh, artist formerly known as Critical Grind here. Um, <laughs> I am doing I am doing very well. Uh, I am actually drinking two things tonight. Right now, we like to keep it keep it classy in the mod household. So I'm finishing off the final swallow of a Kirkland brand Malbec that we had for uh, dinner. Uh, so I'm going to drink that. While you're drinking that, I'll remind you that the final swallow was his money move. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to let that pass without comment and pop this open. This is a strawberry shake India pale ale from the Westbrook Brewing Company. Uh, very good beer. Uh, this kills the four pack that I bought a little while back. 7% ABV. Strawberry shake India pale ale is an accurate description because that is what it tastes like. It is very refreshing and I am going to enjoy it while I also enjoy uh, hopefully, uh, kicking some ass with, uh, Tim here.
2: Okay. Well, that's a hell of an introduction for Tim. So Tim, how are you doing and what are you drinking?
4: I am doing well, Brittany. I am doing well. I am, uh, let's see. Uh, I am drinking midnight bike ride from two t- is three odd guys brewing in Apopka, Florida. Uh, it's a, uh, Double IPA, 8.2%. And I've had this one, I think, on the podcast before. So I am excited to be here. I'm excited to play trivia. It's actually been a while since I have played team trivia. Uh, Everything I've done lately has all been individual or hosting. So I'm excited.
2: Well, who would play trivia solo all the time? Oh, wait, that's me. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, but now that we've introduced our teams and everyone's done their foley sounds for the episode for the first part, uh, let's get into how tonight's game is going to work. And then, uh, you guys can kind of come up with a team name to give me, uh, at your leisure. So, uh, so the way this is going to work is I'm going to run the almost exactly the same game as I run Tuesday nights at the critical grind. Uh, slight differences are made because can't really do an audio round for the podcast and I can't really do a photo round for the same reason. I can't do an audio round, but slightly different reasons because that one has to do with not being able to show you things. Um, well, I, so, insist
0: that you sing for the audio round. I think that would make the most sense.
2: Oh, well, I've already figured out what I'm doing for the audio round. Ooh, um, okay. <laughs> and Fortunately for your listeners, it will not be singing. Uh, unfortunately for your listeners, it's because I've decided to Shatnerize the lyrics for the songs that I used. Yes. Yes. Um, so that being said, here's the way the format shakes out. Uh, our typical format is that round one is a general knowledge round featuring uh, <laughs> featuring nine different categories, plus what we call a Toastmaster special, which is one question of the game that Dana, our Toastmaster, writes for us. And I'll talk about the topics when we start that round. Round two is typically our audio round tonight. It's our lyrics round and it's called Let's Get Weird. Um, And it is a Weird Al round uh, where I will uh, shatterize the lyrics to some Weird Al songs. And I'm going to ask you a couple questions about it when we get there. Uh, Then after that, at my game, I'd normally have a handout for my teams to be working on. So I'm going to give you that rapid fire, and y'all uh, and y'all will give me all your answers back at the same time. Um, and then, uh, while <laughs> to give myself time to grade stuff, I have a mini game. So I'll give you five questions of that at a time. It's ten questions. I'll give you five at a time. The handout's theme is called "Was the book better, really?" And I'm going to give you ten movies. And you're gonna give me the piece of literature that they were adapted from. Um and the mini-game is called Here's Some Money, Go See a Star War. Um, <laughs> it's a quick fire round of Star Wars trivia, and it is the reason that Jeremy and Tim are not allowed to be on the same team tonight. Ah. <laughs> so. so
4: So just just to point out that you 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 didn't put Jeremy and I on the same team for the Star Wars round, but you paired Mike and I who have both for the made multiple round. appearances on the Beard L podcast together.
2: Well, I did my best. <laughs> so, <laughs> I realized I, I, that I had to pick between those two, but it felt like it felt like maybe Weird Owl was enough of a strength of Jeremy's as well that it would still not be too much of a disadvantage for either team. So, uh, let's see, round three, which would be our normal after halftime thing, uh, is called the Deal round, and that is my version of a player's choice round. The players get to tell me what they would like me to do for a round, and I reserve the right to do whatever I want to it. Um, <laughs> those of you who've written trivia games and do monkey's paw style may be familiar with that tactic. Uh, the player who chose this round Told me that they wanted a round on flowers. However, they verbally said it and they did not tell me if they meant flowers with a W or flowers with a U. So I did both.
0: <laughs> so, Love it. Uh,
2: the fadeal round is called Ruby Rose and the rice Sense of Humor, Rise being spelled R Y E. Every question in that round's answer is either a type of flower or a type of flower. So
1: <laughs> You got my hopes up with r mud. open it was a type of whiskey.
2: Well, we'll see. Um, And then round four is another general knowledge round, which features the same topics from the first round, uh, with the exception of there's a, a question called the Cozy Toast Inspiration, which is where I use the question Dana gave me to come up with my own question sort of based around that. And then we'll have a final. Now I do have elements of chaos to my game because it's a board game cafe and What's life without a little chaos? So I give players an extra, I give players extra ways to get points. So I'm going to give you a couple of those ways because there's one of them. I can't give you just due to. Not that kind of. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's like a bajillion degrees outside. So I just thought, uh, so. One of the ways everyone has the opportunity at a bonus point is a social media clue called a one-up, which is something that Dana writes. So I'm going to give you the very first one-up that Dana wrote for our game. It's a clue to a board game. And if you can figure it out, I will give you a bonus point. So we'll also call this a warm-up question for you. So here is your clue and you have to identify the board game this goes with. In 2003... Burn a nation has forsaken the countryside.
1: What was that word?
2: Burn a nation. B-U-R-N-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. got Jeremy and Chris are locked in. Mike and Tim, you can talk this one out.
0: Yeah, okay. it was it's board game related. I I know I know Trogdor is the burn nator but I don't yeah. know how that's related to a board game at all. Is there a Trogdor board game? That's that's what I meant. Or is there a Homestar Runner board game? I, I'm like I get the, I think I get the reference. I just don't know how it associates with the board game. Right, you're absolutely right. Trogdor was the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, I mean, I I think
4: I'd feel better about a Trogdor game. But what would it? I assume we need the name of the game.
2: Yes.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean that's. I'm I'm fine with that. I don't I don't know a game associated with this.
4: We'll you want to just say like the legend of trogdor (laughs) i don't know i i mean i just know the reference but i don't know the game itself uh, i'm i'm in the same boat all right you want to just go with that that yeah uh, yeah that's fine all right we'll say the legend of trogdor
2: all right jeremy and chris what did you say
3: i think it's just
2: trogdor
0: the board game (laughs)
2: Uh, Jeremy is correct. It is just okay. Trogdor, the board game.
0: Okay, we should have. I, I thought it would let's just do Shrogdor, but all right.
2: However, I am going to give both teams the one up because the way this game works is the clue is always to a board game that's in the Critical Grinds library. So teams have an opportunity to look for it while they're there. <laughs> So, since you identified the reference, I'm fairly sure you would have found the board game on the shelf labeled Trogdor the board game.
0: <laughs> I absolutely so I am going to go have.
2: ahead and give both teams the point. The I love point. that
0: that's a board game.
2: <laughs> that's fantastic. Me too.
0: Yeah, I've not played it, but I've seen and, it. And, and J- J- like, Jeremy, oh, that was a great rendition. It. That was a great rendition you just did. <laughs> oh, that was I a very good one. I miss the days of Homestar Runner.
2: It is from Homestar Runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: Homestar Runner. Mm-hmm. So, that does
1: not ring a bell to me at all.
2: Um, so the other way that teams can get bonus points is with what we call roll for points. That's going to happen at the end of round four. So we'll go through how that works when we get to it. Um, but just know we're going to do that on the podcast tonight in some fashion. Sweet. So, which is weirdly not the first time I've rolled a dice on this podcast.
0: <laughs> like,
2: nope, literally, not, I nope. just did this.
0: <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know um, I
2: Yep. So, that being said, we're going to go ahead and get started with the general knowledge round. Again, our players tonight, our teams are Chris and Jeremy and Mike and Tim. So, y'all ready?
4: Yeah, Yeah, are we coming up with team names or are we just going with the name?
1: We already. Oh, I mean,
2: you can come up with team names if you want.
1: Okay. I would love if you came up with
2: team names. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. So, uh, Tim, why don't you go ahead... And give me your team name, then.
4: So, uh, given Mike's uh, newly announced former career and my size, we decided to go with uh, the Critical Grind and Rolls.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And is that like, I guess it's the same thing, whether I'm saying like rolls like Somersaults or rolls like cinnamon rolls, so... <laughs> all right, critical grind and rolls, gotcha. And Chris and Jeremy.
1: We are a, a trivia podcast. Uh so we are gonna be the critical mind.
2: I like it, the critical mind. Mm. I also appreciate you two having very similar names. So will not that <laughs> that <laughs> confusing that, at all. Yeah. Critical, I say that I answer? had uh I had teams one week that were named Bone Theory. And then the other one named themselves Bong Theory. So
0: like one letter.
2: Yeah. Well, they were (laughs) friends and they were sitting at the same table together. So they just decided to mess with me, uh, I think, or mess with each other. I don't know how it works. Sometimes it's a little bit of both. But that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, how this game works. I don't really have to go over rules with you guys. The big one is don't cheat. And I don't think you're going to because it's a trivia podcast and that's no fun. I will let you know, and I I think I told uh, Mike and Chris this the other day, uh, for my rules slide, I have a thing in there about how everyone here is human, therefore treat everyone with respect. But the way I say it is everyone here is human, except insert name here. And so far, I've changed the name every week. So every week, it's just been a different host of PTE. So (laughs) it started with Dave, who was just some random guy, but ever since week one, it has been a host of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. <laughs> so Love it. Um, so far, it's been Tim, it's been Chris, and then last week was Jeff. So, Mike, you're up next. So, <laughs> uh, So everyone here is human except for Mike. Mike is a robot and should not be taunted either, is how I phrase that. So that being said, Mike, you don't have to be a robot tonight. You can be a human. It's okay.
0: This is not the first time tonight that I've been a robot because I was also a robot for my daughters earlier tonight. So
2: I'm a real
0: boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: they like it when I talk like this. So there you
2: go. Well, there you go. Uh, so that being said, let's talk about your categories for general knowledge. The categories for general knowledge tonight are technology, movies, history, the Toastmaster's Choice. Fashion, business, literature, geography, music, and games. I will say each of those as I read them out. And at my normal game, I have all I have the round turned in all at once. Being that this is a trivia podcast, I'm going to have you do the standard lock and talk for each game or for each question. So I'll ask the question. Y'all talk it out. Tell me when one team's locked in and the other team can talk it out verbally so so that being said let's start with technology while it may be free if you join a plan or carrier sorry let me start that over while it may be free if you join a new plan or carrier what latest model of apple product will run you 799 dollars plus taxes if you buy the standard size direct from apple note i need the make and model for full credit And full credit is two points, by the way. So everything is worth two points, unless I specify that it's like one point for each part. So,
0: Okay, Brittany, we'll lock in.
2: Okay. Uh, Critical grinding rolls is locked in. Critical mind, you may talk it out.
3: Uh, Yeah, so we're going back and forth here. Uh, Kristen mentioned the iPhone 14, which just came out. But I also remember reading an article about their new watch, and I'm thinking maybe that that is what it is because I think the, as Chris uh, said in our messages, I think that he thinks that it's 6.99 for the phone. I think their new watch, which is the Watch Ultra, or the A- Apple Watch Ultra, is would be my guess. I don't know the price tag on it, but it would make sense because it did just come out.
1: And... No, and that, that sounds that sounds about right. Like it's if it's going to be the new big bad for the the watches. That and way. it would
3: probably make you know making headlines because it actually costs more than their new phone. So yes, let's go with it. So we're gonna say the watch Apple Watch Ultra.
2: Okay. Uh, other team, what did you say?
0: <laughs> yeah, we went. Uh, I I personally always forget about the watches. I still wear a watch that ticks. Um, <laughs> so we we actually, but we had a similar thought process, but we ended up locking in with uh, the iPhone 14 we know that's the latest model
2: okay well so i also forgot that the watches exist um however i did just look it up and in fact the apple watch ultra is also 799 dollars when you purchase it so i'm gonna go ahead and give both teams credit uh the intended answer was in fact the iphone 14 uh the apple watch ultra also cost 799. Uh, The iPhone 14 costs $799 for the standard screen size and the lowest amount of memory. And it increases in price from there. So both teams are going to get credit for that. No one actually tried Apple Watch at my live game. Um, So, uh, but good on you for catching that one. So your next question is in movies.
3: I talked us out of a right answer and into a right answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, key sense, but okay.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> so,
0: Trivia is a fickle beast, man.
2: <laughs> I was really hoping the Apple Watch was going to be something like five hundred and ninety-nine dollars or something like that. Where he could be like, "No, Sorry, you're it's, it's wrong."
3: Ninety-eight,
0: ninety-nine.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, but we're going to ask you a movies question now. So, in movies. Phil Vischer, in a monumental lightbulb moment, rebranded his Graphics Studios into what animation and production company in 1993 that would produce series of direct-to-video films like 321 Penguins and Larry Boy? The company now operates as a subsidiary of DreamWorks Classics, but still uses Solenum and Cusurbatesii members as its logo.
3: I think we're locked in.
2: Okay. Uh, then Critical Minds locked in, Critical Grind, you may talk.
4: Well, Mike, um, I like your answer there, given the clues that are there, like light bulb moment, um yeah. And solenum. Yeah. I don't I'm... know what that last word is. Uh Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She she even said it and I'm still not going to try to repronounce it so so I I mean I like your answer of illumination though. Yeah, I mean I know that when I think of other big uh you know computer animated type of th- type of uh companies that's the other one that pops into my head. Oh um, boy. That the the penguins thing or, is illumination the one that did did the Madagascar series? I don't because I think of them as like they've done like the Sing movies they did the Super Mario Brothers the new movie okay um, I'm and and
4: this isn't me talking you out of anything mm. I'm just going to talk and see if it jars anything yeah. isn't Larry Boy the superhero alter ego of Larry the cucumber from Veggie Tales? I I feel like there was like a Larry Boy and the Fib from Outer Space
0: movie. The veggie Tales is a thing that I'm aware of its existence, but I know okay. nothing about at all.
4: Okay, like I said, I, I'm good with Illumination. I just hoped that maybe that might jog something
0: for you. It, it, unfortunately, it doesn't. Veggie, yeah, I don't know anything about Veggie Tales. Um, so so the, no. the the Penguins thing is making me wonder about Madagascar, but I don't remember who did that.
4: I wonder if Solanum and whatever are tomato and cucumber, or cucumber and tomato. Ah, it's good point. I'm, I'm okay. I I don't know if Illumination is who makes Veggie Tails, but I really think that this is
0: related to Veggie Tails. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's nothing. When I think of Illumination's logo, it really doesn't have any members that I can think of. So it's that's kind of making me... I almost wonder...
4: Okay, so the light bulb matches what you're saying. Right. But the rest of it makes me wonder if VeggieTales is the right answer here. Because I am 99% on Larry Boy, and that kind of makes me think about the solenum and whatever being a cucumber right. and tomato. But I don't know if Illumination is who makes it or if they're just VeggieTales Studios.
0: You know, but but that's a good point. But but the focus on direct-to-video films kind of does draw me away. Like I was thinking, oh, in the 90s that was direct-to-video. But maybe later they – but that draws me away from Illumination just because they've done a lot of theatrical i so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have a – that I don't have a good guess I just threw out illumination because it was the other one that popped in my head and, and you seem it, to have a lot more thunder if it's illumination
4: I'll bite the bullet on that one but we'll lock in with veggie tales
2: all right locking in with veggie tales Chris and Jeremy what did you come up with
3: so um, I thought you were going to trip into it and you almost did uh, so when a light bulb goes off it really gives you a big idea and um, that is who so does that's the what we tales. went with, Big Idea Studios. So it is VeggieTales. Oh, uh, never, sure. never heard of that. So Big Big i sorry, Tim, I couldn't have gotten Big Idea Studios, something like that.
2: Right, so you're going with Big Idea? Yep. Okay. Uh, well, the points are going to one team and the team is going to be critical mind. Uh, Big Idea was, in fact, the production studios that makes Veggie tales. But Tim did stumble into the fact that Solanum and Cucurbitaceae are the genera of uh, tomatoes and cucumbers.
4: Yep. As soon as he said "big idea," I knew that was the right answer. I would never have gotten there, Mike, but no. I, I I knew it was right there.
0: V- Veggie tails. yeah, I I know it exists, and I've I'll keep so my opinions like about to its to, to myself. Now, I mean, squash
3: can't make you smile. <laughs>
2: Because I am going to play this like I would at my live game. I did have a team who put VeggieTales and I gave them half credit for getting part of the way there. So you are going to pick up a point on that one. But full credit is going to Chris and Jeremy.
0: Okay. Well done, guys.
2: To our history question. Four score and seven questions ago, I asked you a question about which cat loving politician who was famous for his speeches utilizing $5 words such as Emancipation, Divided, and Address.
1: Yeah, Jeremy, let's lock that in. All right.
2: Okay, Critical Minds locked in. Uh, talk it out.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay
4: so we... I, I assume you guys had the same conversation we did, where right, it's okay, like,
0: probably. <laughs> this is a trap, right? <laughs> right? It, it's a trap! <laughs> it's not a trap, it's a face-off.
4: Because, because, because we're like
0: found the guy who's seen guardians okay
4: (laughs) everything everything says lincoln everything for literally everything emancipation address
0: five dollar words i I think we have to go with lincoln but the only thing i don't know is how he felt about cats right i mean i mean i i i'm pretty sure buchanan didn't let never mind i'm not gonna go there but uh Sorry, that joke killed. That joke killed with a certain subset of people. Anyway,
4: I mean, we got to go with Lincoln here. Right? I, I think
0: we have. To, I think okay. we have to. But we'll lock in with
4: Lincoln.
2: <laughs> okay, so they're locking in with Lincoln. I'm sorry. Nope. Don't be sorry. That was an amazing joke with the subset of people who get it.
1: <laughs> Me um, Jeremy
2: and Chris, what did you come up with?
1: We had kind of a, a similar conversation. Um, Edit point, Chris, is if, if this is in poor taste. But I said, if I had to go see Cats live on Broadway, I would blow my own brains out. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, the, be- the best part is is that he's not going to edit that if, because it's going to escape his memory.
2: <laughs> it might make the butthole cut, though.
0: <laughs> I yeah. have hashtag unleash the butthole cut.
1: If you don't know what that's from, just Google the hashtag. Or don't. So like, everything here points to Lincoln except for the cats. And I've read a lot about Lincoln in my life. I don't remember an affinity for cats, but Lincoln's it got to be, right? <laughs> we were like,
3: should we just not overthink this and just go Lincoln? Because it feels like a trap. It really does. But <laughs> everything in this question says Lincoln, <laughs> except for the cats.
2: So y'all also yep. locked in with Lincoln? We, we did. Okay. Both teams locked in with Abraham Lincoln. Now, before I reveal the answer to this question, let me ask you the question that i asked 87 questions prior to this one presidents they're just like us except way more famous powerful and wealthy but that's just my two cents which usually well-loved president was known to bring home any stray cat he found although i can't honestly speak to how much mary appreciated this habit
1: yeah that day okay. okay. it is
2: in fact uh, abraham lincoln yeah. uh that was inspired by, I went down to Springfield not that long ago, uh, and Rowan, Ward, and I were road tripping together, so we decided while we were in Springfield, do something Springfieldy. so we went to Lincoln's historic home and took the tour, and they talked about how, apparently, in the front room, Lincoln would wrestle with his three boys, but also with any cats that he had found on the street that day, he would just bring home, and Mary would just sit there sewing. Well, <laughs> while this over six foot tall giant man just wrestled with cats and boys on the floor. Is
0: is that how he wound up in the wrestling hall of fame? By wrestling Um, cats?
2: Probably. I mean, that sounds (laughs) right. Um, Anyway, yes, this was in fact Abraham Lincoln. It wasn't a trap. Uh, It was, however, I did count out 87 questions from the last linking question I asked and then put it in my account.
0: That's fantastic. (laughs) So, but I I will say real quick, Tim messaged me while they were talking, goes, oh shit, it might be Garfield. (laughs) 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 That would have been a fantastic
3: turn of events if it It would have. It really would have.
2: All right. Well, your next question is the Toastmasters choice. Both teams are getting credit for that, by the way. I didn't say it, but... You both got it right. Uh, the next question is the Toastmasters' choice, which is the question that Dana writes for the game. So thank you, Dana, for this question. Since the 1970s, Iceland has diverted roads to avoid disturbing communities of what creatures? Elves, fairies, leprechauns, unicorns? Locked. Okay. Critical <laughs> minds locked. Critical grinding rolls. Talk it out.
0: All right. We, we, we got a... Uh... Start being a little speedier on our lock ins there because yeah. we always end up talking it out. No, I, I, it's I, leprechauns is too associated with Ireland, unicorn is the official animal of Scotland. So I figure it's probably not either one of those. Um,
4: I, I feel like fairies are really where I was leaning there for some reason. I have this thought process of Iceland and fairies, it's I, really,
0: I do believe in fairies. So, uh,
4: you want to just go with that
0: one? That's yeah, that's that's fine. I don't have anything better we'll I don't have. It, with don't fairies. Hit. Yep.
2: Okay. Uh, Chris and Jeremy.
0: I can't speak for Jeremy. I feel like I've heard
1: this before and what's ringing a bell is just the the closeness to the North Pole. And so we went with elves.
3: Yeah, I felt I heard it before too. It came into my head and I'm like, I don't know why this is the first thing I thought of, but And then Chris said, it could be fairies too, but I, I, we both said elves at first. So we're like, you know, two minds melding on that. Let's just go. We didn't have much of a thought process behind it besides that.
2: Okay. Well, uh, I will let you know. One team is right. And one team gave the most common wrong answer from the game. So uh, the points are going to go on this one to Chris and Jeremy. Uh, It is in fact elves. Yeah, and uh, to Mike somewhere. and Tim's, yeah, to Mike and Tim's conversation, you know Ireland and Iceland are just a sea away, right?
0: <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> physical pain right now over that.
2: <laughs> that's that's the goal.
0: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no golf clapping for that. That's a
1: full on clap for you, Brittany. That was great. Yeah.
2: So. Um, now y'all are getting a taste of what my team's put up with on Tuesdays. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of pain, fashion is pain. Let's go with fashion now. Uh, mm. Actually, hopefully this one's fairly Pass. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, referenced in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend by Josh using the hashtag kippaing it real. The kippa is a brimless cap typically worn by Orthodox Jewish males, though it can be worn by women as well. While Kippa is the name of the cap in Hebrew, it is perhaps better known by what Yiddish name?
0: Yeah, I, I think we can lock that in, Tim.
2: Okay. Uh, critical Rhine rolls is locked in, so Critical Mind, you can talk this one out.
0: I mean, it's the only
1: Jewish hat I know of is a yarmulke, and it is 100% brimless. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, now we're on the same page. I'm like, what
3: is that thing called that you typed it in while I was trying to think of it? I'm like, yep, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mind <laughs> that's you, I typed exactly I- I- t- a- t- it
1: in three times on my phone and it kept autocorrecting to Hanukkah. So I finally decided to spell it as Yamaha and change the H to a C. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to spell it, but Yamaha is
0: our answer.
2: Okay, uh, so locked in with Uh Mike and Tim, what did you lock in with?
0: The only reason I do know how to spell it is because of the liner notes to Adam Sandler's second album, which was the one that featured the Hanukkah song. But yeah, we also locked in with yarmulke.
2: All right. Well, both teams are picking up the credit for that one because especially in a verbal medium, spelling does not count. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it is yarmulke. Uh, However, it is also called a keppel or a koppel in Yiddish, so I did accept both of those answers as well, though no one gave that as an answer. But I did learn that it While most commonly called yarmulke, it is also called a keppel or a koppel. So uh, that's the fashion question. Your next one is business. And personally, this one was just a serendipitous moment for me, but I loved asking about it. So in business. By acquiring PepsiCo's fast food division in 1997, Yum! Brands was able to create and perfect the Kintako Hut, a veritable Frankenstein's monster of a fast food joint. What three fast food franchises make up the Kentucky Hut?
4: Yeah, we're in agreement. So let's just lock
1: in.
2: All right. Okay. Critical grinds locked in. Critical mind talk it out.
1: Oh, Ken. I heard Quinn. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad there's a I'm glad it's written out here. No, it's it's Ken Taco Hut is gonna be Kentucky Fried Chicken, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. Oh, I yeah. heard Quinn, so I was going Quiznos. I'm like, I don't think Quiznos is owned by them, but I heard Quinn, too.
3: I was like, what starts with a Q q u i So what's, that was where our discussion started. And then, uh, yeah, now, now, that, now that we see how it's typed out, yes. No, I 100% agree. Uh, KFC
1: or Kentucky Fried Chicken, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. We used to have one restaurant here that all that was all three. So it literally might have been yeah. Taco Hut. But KFC, uh, not Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think their name is just KFC now. Uh, but KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut.
2: Okay. And Mike and Tim?
1: Yeah, we locked in with the same KFC,
4: Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was originally researching a question to figure out when the first Taco Bell Pizza Hut came out or what like was franchised, and then I ran into something called Aiken Taco Hut, and I was like, well, there's no way I'm not asking about this now. So it <laughs> is, in fact, KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut.
1: It's a turducken of fast food. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> in many ways. Uh, your next uh category is literature robin goodfellow sometimes called hobgoblin is the full name of which playful imp from the shakespearean comedy in neil gaiman's the sandman he appears in a performance of his source work though i doubt the show was put on at a hockey rink
0: we can lock you
1: oh yep you said okay. hobgoblin i'm like all right a marvel comics question i got this <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, so i i are you good with that chris I don't even look at my I don't even know what you said, but I'm just going to pop my beer and say yes. I have no idea. Um, So I was partially sure because I I
3: asked a question about this a long time ago at a live show. But then when you said hockey, I was 100 percent sure that this is puck.
2: Okay. so Jeremy and Chris locking in with puck. Mike and Tim, what did you lock in with?
3: Mike, you you could you could talk it out you locked it
0: in before even before the hockey before yeah. i got pissed off by the hockey thing that that <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, yeah around around the time of playful imp i was yeah i, I was already typing puck to to tim so yes we and also mid-storm. locked in with puck midsummer night's dream.
2: it is midsummer night's dream yep. so yeah in the sandman puck and the other fairies do a um performance of a midsummer night's dream and then i believe if i read it correctly Uh, puck decides to become mortal instead of staying like an immortal fairy type thing so
4: puck Puck is about the only non-title character in shakespeare that i can name (laughs) and that's only because i think uh one of the main characters in the show eureka played puck in an early episode where they were doing a a take
0: on midsummer (laughs) okay I was Oberon in a seventh or eighth grade production of *Midsummer Night's Dream*, and really upset that I didn't get to be Bottom because he has the best <laughs> lines. It was was yes. that Fargo? I'm trying to
3: remember that episode now, from *Eureka*.
2: Uh, probably. Uh, I, I mean, remember. it sounds like a Fargo thing.
4: No, no, pucks. no, 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 no! It was his daughter who played Puck. Oh, oh right, yeah, oh, right. Zoe okay. played
2: Puck because, yeah, they, uh. Didn't have enough boys or so. She's like, I got the role of puck, and I think her dad was like, "What?"
3: <laughs> just, <laughs> I remember show. this now. Yes, yeah. I'm like, I need to rewatch I this show. I
2: love, love rika yeah. Okay, nothing
0: required puck to me, male.
2: Well, uh both teams picking up credit on that one, and that means we're to our geography question. And if you thought you hated that one, Mike, wait till you get this one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. um No hockey mentions in this one. Uh, With its headwaters at Lake Itasca in north central Minnesota, what river whose name starts with M-I-S-S and in Ojibwe means Great River flows for 2,340 miles and is the second longest river in North America?
0: I think we're good to lock in.
2: Okay. Mike and Tim, you can talk it out.
0: (laughs) So. Sorry, Tim. Did I make you think too
4: much? No, I think you've actually got it backwards i think okay. that the missouri is actually a longer river or or there is something that is longer than the mississippi um okay i can't remember if it's the missouri or if it's another river further out west but see because and, and and here's the other thing the mississippi river flows
0: pretty much uh, north south it that's that, that was my big hang up is I didn't think the Missouri River was that far north. The Missouri comes in from the west it, and I Exactly.
4: Think this is going to be the Mississippi. I yeah, think that, that, Britney. I think Brittany is writing a question that makes us want to switch to Missouri but right. it's actually the obvious Mississippi, I think. Okay.
0: I mean I'm 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 completely fine with that uh I know geography is literally just bodies of water. We have established that many times on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's a throwback. That's a throwback to a really old episode. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I'm notoriously bad with geography, particularly bodies of water. But that that was my gut. But uh, if, you, if you think that, it, that that makes more sense, and, and that was my main hesitation, is I didn't think the Missouri was that far north. So I'm happy yeah. to go with Mississippi.
4: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the Mis- Missouri comes in around Missouri. I don't think it comes it, it comes and, that far north. So,
0: and honestly, I think Great River that that for some reason makes me think that that of the Mississippi as opposed to Missouri too. So,
4: okay, so yeah, we'll say Mississippi.
2: Okay, locked in with Mississippi, uh, Chris and Jeremy. What did you lock in with?
1: I'm mad because they talked wrong into a correct answer. Uh, nah. The Missouri River actually starts further north. Uh, it actually starts up in Montana, which is further north than the Mississippi River starts. So, by saying further north, no, uh, it's it's the Mississippi River. Um, I'm going to pop my beer now because.
2: Okay. Well, what what are you drinking now?
1: Um, not a political statement, but should be. I had just had one left in the fridge. I got myself Bud
0: Light. Okay. <laughs> so, to, to be clear, Chris, when I think of things starting, things start east and flow west. I wasn't necessarily thinking of which way it flows, but you're right.
2: All right. Well, well um, both teams, no matter if your logic was correct or not, got there. Uh, it is, in fact, the Mississippi River. And our next question is in music. So, your music question What singer songwriter from Brooklyn was the house musician on NPR's Ask Me Another and is known for his cruises? He's also famous for songs like IKEA, I Feel Fantastic, code monkey
3: and the first of May yeah we can, Chris you're okay
1: that we can lock in right away one of us can yeah
0: Jesus yeah. Tim I was I was trying to type out his whole name and you wrote the four letters and I'm like yep that's a, we're thinking of the same dang thing yeah <laughs> yeah
4: yeah, yeah. As, as soon as she started talking about uh, uh NPR I had this and then Cruises confirmed it and then code monkey just nerfed it for me this oh, see is Jonathan IKEA was Colton. it for me <laughs> this is Jonathan Colton
0: 100.
2: Okay. percent And Jeremy and Chris, what'd you say?
3: Absolutely, it's Joko Jonathan Colton.
2: Yep, Jonathan Colton is correct. I don't think any of my teams got it at my live game, and it made me kind of sad because I was like, I love Jonathan. They didn't know Jonathan Colton. Apparently not. I was like, yeah. And I I didn't do a lot of research into this, but maybe y'all just know he does his cruises like on Lake Michigan, right? We
3: uh, no, no, he doesn't. Like, it's in the. Oh, like it's an actual cruise. Yeah, yeah, it's an actual cruise. Yeah, the Joko crew's crazy. Uh, I have not been on it. Uh, Jay has. Um, Yes. But, uh, I mean, he he has a song about uh, the holiday that just passed, you know, the first of May. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I suggest everybody listen to that song
3: without their kids around.
4: That's exactly what
2: I suggested.
4: (laughs) He does a great cover of the um, Still Alive from Portal 1.
3: That's his song. It's not a cover. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, he wrote the song and then yeah. they did the GLaDOS voice for the game. Okay. okay. Uh, and then yeah. he also has
0: the one from Portal 2. I yeah. didn't. I, I knew he wrote the one from Portal 2. I didn't know he wrote the one from Portal yeah, 1. He, I guess he, I should have made that a still
4: live cool. and he does um, other oh, something. Oh, now he does I only watch Paul and Storm. So that's why I know Joko yeah. a lot.
3: I got to see him live at PAX East in 2013. It was uh, Paul and Storm opened and then Joko. I know Chris has fallen asleep over there. So,
2: all right. We are. To quote Chris, moving right along to question number 10, which is in games. (laughs) Uh, So in games, what 73 year old game featuring characters like Grandma Nut, the Duke of Swirl and Fluffy Puffer became the subject of one of the first Internet domain legal disputes in 1996 when Hasbro filed for an injunction because an adult company had purchased the domain. They were granted the injunction as the trademark game name was ruled legally owned by Hasbro. Locked in. Okay.
4: <laughs> we're we're gonna need some questions that Jeremy and Chris don't know, so that we can make up some ground here, right? But yeah, I'm a hundred percent on you with this one, Mike. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh. We're we're
3: we're locking in with Candyland.
2: Okay, and Jeremy and Chris.
3: Uh, While the uh, porn company that owned it probably also had characters named Grandma Nut, Duke of Swirl, (laughs) and Fluffy Puffer, Um, Yeah, we also locked in with (laughs) Candyland.
2: Okay, Uh, two locks of Candyland were the right locks, so uh, yeah, that is Candyland. Both teams picking up the points on that one, and we're at the end of round one. And uh, normally I don't give a score update till the half, but since I'm tracking your points in live time, Critical Mind has 20 points, while Critical Grind and Rolls has 17. But you both got the one up, so that means your scores are actually 18 and 21 right now.
1: One of us can legally drink. Hey, trivia lovers! Want to get the pub
4: trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. Or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating.
2: Uh, So round two is normally an audio round, but since this is a podcast and we're not going to even risk your status with uh, playing the music, I'm going to Shatnerize the lyrics to some Weird Al songs. So for each of these, here's what I need you to do. I need you to tell me what Weird Al song it is by the Weird Al title, and then I need you to give me the name of the artist that he's parodying in the song.
1: So are you going to give us lyrics? I'm going to you know, give you lyrics. What song is, and then, yes. what the... and
2: then which artist he parodied for that song.
1: All right, let's do it.
2: Okay, <laughs> the first one I'm going to shatnerize these, so I apologize in advance. Okay, walking down the shopping aisles, shopping aisles, filling up my basket with Oscar Meyer, never. Gonna stop, eat it up. Such a tasty snack. I always eat too much and throw up, but soon I'll be back.
0: We're locked yeah. in. Yeah, we'll lock.
2: All right, Jeremy, Chris.
3: Uh, I'm st- I'm thinking because I know the song. I'm trying to remember
1: who it's a parody of. So this isn't "Eat It" by Michael Jackson.
3: No. Uh... I don't think so because I was thinking this was a hardware store and I'm trying to remember what, who it's parodying because my brain isn't working right now.
1: Well, I'm best with Oscar Meyer. Oh no, 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 no. Hold on
3: that. No, I, I, in my head when she was saying it, I've totally went to a different song. This is, um,
1: this is my balona. Oh, ah, I don't know who sings that song.
2: I will mention, I don't think I said it in the intro. Uh, this round, it's one point for the song title, one point for the artist.
1: I keep forgetting we can
3: talk out loud. I was like typing out who I think the artist is to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as we're talking it out loud, I think it's the knack.
1: Music is up there with, with chemistry for me, dude. If, if you think it, the, if you've got a knack for that, let's go with it.
3: All right. We're going to go my balona and they're uh, parroting the knack.
2: Okay. And Tim and Mike?
4: walking down the shopping aisle shopping, shopping aisle, aisle. filling up my basket with oscar meyer yeah this is my bologna a parody of my sharona by the knack
1: and now i'm mad that he that you put the lyrics in the chat i would have called that the oscar meyer oscar meyer piece already so yeah, yeah the, what i heard the
3: walking down the aisles or whatever and i'm trying to remember the the hardware the, the song hardware store and i'm like oh, that's where oh. my head
0: went and i blanked out the
3: rest of the question. It's my really question funny, favorite.
0: Jeremy, because my my head went to hardware store either, but then I went, these are parodies and that's an original.
3: Oh, That's why I couldn't remember who he was parodying in that song. Yep. Because <laughs> he wasn't. He
0: wasn't. <laughs>
2: yep. All right. Okay, well, this one is, in fact, My Bologna, and it is a parody of My Sharona by The Knack. So your second one. There's a suitcase poking me in the ribs. There's an elbow in my ear there's a smelly old bum standing next to me hasn't showered in a year i think i'm missing a contact lens i think my wallet's gone
3: yeah we're locked in
2: okay chris and jeremy
3: yeah, yeah. Th- this one I, I picked up right away. This is uh, Another One Rides the Bus, which would be a parody of Another One Bites the Dust by Queen.
2: Okay. Wait, what did you say the title of the song was?
0: Another One uh, Rides the Bus.
2: Okay. And uh, Tim and Mike?
0: Yeah, uh, we said the same thing. Another One Rides the Bus, uh parody of Another One Bites the Dust by Queen.
2: All right. Uh, both of you are correct. So picking up points for that. Number three. Well, I knew I was in trouble now my hope of winning sank cuz I got the daily double now and then my mind went blank
0: yeah we can lock in
1: right, Jeremy I have I, I know the song I, I have no idea what that's, I didn't know that was a parody
3: no it is a parody and
1: I it, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got you got saddled with a terrible music player. I'm sorry.
3: No, I'm just um I I, I know it's a parody of it, it's it's obviously it's absolutely I lost on Jeopardy. And you know, I think the song, the song it's is parodying is called Jeopardy. I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the band.
1: What 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 year range? The song that? is called Jeopardy that it's a parody of. Is it a song from the 90s, 80s, 70s, uh, probably early 80s
3: would be my guess. Mid early to mid eighties, I like I said the it's a parody of the song Jeopardy. I don't know who sings it though. Or do we do we need to know to tell you? Who? Oh, we do need to tell you. Yeah, we who sings we to say who
1: sang the original and what the name of the song is?
3: No, i it's I lost on Jeopardy, but I don't know who does the song Jeopardy. That I do know it is a parody of. It is not coming to me.
1: Is it? Do you know? Is it like? Is it like? If it's AIDS, is it hair metal? Is it pop? Is it synth? What is it exactly? Uh, like know? synth pop. I mean, just like
3: the song. I mean, if, it's a direct
1: parody of it, but male or female singer? I'm trying to narrow it down. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's male. So that wouldn't be someone like um, Billy Idol. No, that's more that's more punk. I I'm I really not. have nothing for no. the artist.
3: I mean, if you say it, maybe it'll ring something, but I got nothing. I don't even have a guess. Um, I'm just trying to think of,
1: of any, like a a synth pop male artist from the '80s or period. And I don't. The other one I know. Is I go
3: Duran Duran. I know it's not right, That's but. Fine. All right.
2: Okay, so what are you locking in with?
3: Uh, it's I lost on Jeopardy is the song. Uh, it's a parody of Jeopardy, but it, we're just gonna say Duran Duran is the artist. I can't remember who it is.
2: Okay, Tim and Mike.
4: So it's definitely gonna be late seventies, early eighties, because the parody. Actually, predate the revival with Alex Trebek because it's talking about uh, which, which is why
0: Art Fleming gave the answers.
4: Yeah, Art Fleming is the host oh, uh, right. in in the in the song, right? Uh, and I think '84 is when Jeopardy came back with Alex Trebek. Right. Um, so we both knew immediately it was I lost on Jeopardy, but Mike pulled the band.
0: Well, and the, and yeah, it's it's a difficult band to pull because, quite frankly. They don't write them like that anymore, which was another hit from the Greg Kine band.
2: And uh, Mike and Tim getting full credit on the, that. Uh, it is the Greg Kine band. Uh, and it is I Lost on Jeopardy. And yes, I kind of had to put that in my round. So, <laughs> of uh, course. Well, hey. Understand. Critical Mind picking up one point. So.
4: Why, why, Brittany?
2: Oh, because I Lost on Jeopardy, Tim. Maybe um,
0: to a plumber. <laughs> And an architect. Sorry,
2: well, to a business, nope. a social worker, and an author. But you know, you know same diff. Uh, both
0: with a
3: PhD.
2: Yeah, that was um, a good
3: pull. Seriously, uh, I, I, I know it now when you say it, I'm like, yeah, that that's absolutely right. When you said, it, I'm like, I was never gonna pull that.
2: All right, uh, your next one, number four. You better listen. Better do what you're told. Woo. You haven't. Even touched your tuna casserole. Ooh, you better chow down or it's gonna get cold. Locked in. I know. I'm going
3: to let Chris answer this one because. um, Oh, no, I have a bad
1: answering uh, layups.
3: (laughs) All right. Well, then I I will if you want. Uh, No, this is, is absolutely eat it. And it's a parody of Michael Jackson's beat it
2: okay uh tim and
3: mike yeah so
4: after about two words uh mike and i both said eat it and um if you've watched weird the al yankovic movie this is not a michael jackson parody michael jackson parodied this song with <laughs> beat it uh, <laughs> but no it's, it's definitely eat it and it's michael jackson
2: <laughs> you are both correct Still need to
3: watch
0: that movie, but I don't have Roku TV or whatever it is. Like, oh, God. I, I, it's, it's free. Just download it. Oh, is it? Okay. I didn't know. It was free. Oh, yeah. It's totally free. Yep. All
2: right. Number five. Now I'm mumbling and I'm screaming and I don't know what I'm singing. Crank the volume. Ears are bleeding. I still don't know what I'm singing. Jeremy and Chris are already locked in, so Mike and Tim, you get to talk this one out.
0: That, this one's fun, because the artist is in the title. We <laughs> we didn't know you could do that.
4: Uh, we were <laughs> waiting for you to get you know, all your words out. But yeah, this is definitely smells like Nirvana, parodying Nirvana.
2: Okay, Jeremy and Chris.
1: So in the Boozy Bracketology episode where we counted down the best song by the band Nirvana. that. Ah! Episode one, I sang this song hmm. because I she love did. this song. It's so fun. It is smells like Nirvana by Nirvana.
2: All right. So here's question six. Hitching up the buggy, churning lots of butter raised a barn. On Monday soon, I'll raise another think you're really righteous think you're pure. In heart well I know I'm a million times as humble as thou art. We're locked in. Okay. Jeremy and Chris.
1: You, you don't want to go with the infamous artist cool Okay. <laughs>
3: chris's autocorrect is on a roll tonight (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah this is absolutely amish paradise which is a parody of gangsta's paradise by coolio
0: not coolop (laughs) (laughs) which which itself samples pastime paradise by stevie wonder so we have a we we have a parodyception here or whatever (sighs)
4: I think at this point, Mike and I are just playing against each other to see who can <laughs> type it in faster and on fewer words. Tim I is had winning off Hitchin.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I got hung up for a second between the Hitch and maybe it was Kubrick. I wasn't entirely sure if that was going. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> one per cast. This is a, right. this is
4: definitely our official answer. Coolio paradise.
2: Yep. All right. Uh, both teams picking up full credit on that one. Um, question number seven. We all fought in that epic war and it wasn't long at all before little hotshot flew his plane and saved the day. And in the end, some Gungans died. Some ships blew up and some Pilots fried.
0: We can lock in. (laughs) A lot of folks were croaking. The battle Battle droids were broken. We're broken. So, actually, fun. Actually, fun. Fun fun story. We the original song "American Pie" by Don McLean. We actually launched into a random rendition of that in high school, and I was amazed at how many of us knew all the words to the original "American Pie." Uh, That was a couple years before The Saga Begins came out, not to date myself too much. But anyway, yeah, we locked in with The Saga Begins, and uh, the original artist was Don McLean.
2: Okay, and Jeremy and Chris?
3: Yeah, the exact same thing. As soon as you started, I'm like, it's The Saga Begins, and it's a parody of American Pie by Don McLean.
2: Both teams getting full credit on that one. Did I think it was going to take you that many lyrics? No. Did I have more lyrics than that? Yes, but I also was like, I'm editing this on the fly. So... (laughs) Uh, Number eight, number eight, I'll buy your tchotchkes, sell me your watch, please, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'm highest bidder. Locked in. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm meeting. Yeah,
3: um, Jeremy, is
1: this? I, I don't know what the name of this is. Obviously, the Backstreet Boys, but is it? Yeah, is it just it's a parody. If I want power? it that way. But is, is the song just eBay or is it I bought it on eBay?
3: No, it's eBay. eBay is the song. Um, okay. and then it's yeah, it's a parody of I Want It That Way by the Backstreet
0: Boys. Okay, and that's what we're locking in with. Yep,
2: okay. Uh, Chris and Mike, or sorry, Mike and Tim,
0: tell me why we can't make up any distance. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry.
2: laughs> <Good>. uh, <laughs> uh, I
4: had this off of Owl Pie. <laughs> yeah, right. This yeah. is 100% eBay by the Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely eBay. Uh, parody of I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And we're moving on to number nine. And yeah, no. <laughs> Tim thinks says PTE host. And I'm used to that being Chris's name. So that's why I said Chris and Mike. So, <laughs> uh, number Number nine. At Pascal. Well, I'm number one. Do Vector. Calculus just for fun i ain't got a gat but i got a soldering gun what happy days is my favorite theme song
3: oh yeah we're locked
4: in
2: okay <laughs> jeremy and chris
3: yeah we're uh well um oh crap i, I know it's white and nerdy it, um it's chameleon- right millionaire
1: it's a millionaire right yeah, Camillionaire, I think. Is it, oh my god, I've been saying his name wrong since that song came out. It's not Chumillionaire, it's Camillionaire. Okay. I,
3: I I might be saying it wrong because i I'm an, or
1: I mispronounce things every once in a while. <laughs> As Brittany just trying not I to laugh. I don't think I've ever heard his name out loud, so I've always assumed the CH was a ch not a k. okay Okay. Yeah, we're in the same place though. So locking in? Yep.
2: Okay. Uh, you want to say okay. your answer officially that you're locking in with? Oh, uh,
3: yeah, it's a White and Nerdy, which is a parody of Ryden by Chameleonaire. Air.
2: Okay. Uh, Tim and Mike.
3: Yeah, th- this is
4: uh, White and Nerdy, and to make a How I Met Your Mother reference, this is Chameleonaire. Air. Uh, Chameleon Air. <laughs> Yeah, Chameleon Air.
2: Uh, I'll admit, Chris, I have said Chameleon Air every year since I heard this um it is in fact white and nerdy by Chamillionaire. um i don't know if that's how you say it but that's how i'm going to say it because <laughs>
0: so it's it's chameleonaire and when i heard when i finally heard it for the first time i was like oh i get it oh that's kind of clever cool
1: i want to be a so freaking bad i
4: think karma, karma, actually, karma karma
0: karma 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 chameleonaire i think actually
4: it, i was on this episode of of uh beardal podcast
2: nice Oh yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> uh, so it is actually chameleonaire. I just looked it up. Um, I definitely said chamillionaire when I presented this game to my players, and no one corrected me. So uh, <laughs> we are at the last. Let's get weird question. So I've figured out these shadow organizations, and the Illuma naughty know that they're finally primed for world.
1: Domination, locked in.
0: <laughs> I, I I was just about to say to it, Tim, I finally beat you to the punch because I typed artist first, and, and while you were typing the song title first. This this one
4: this one took me about six words. I think I had to get to shadow before I had this one. Uh, oh. So 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 you actually challenged he cracked me
0: the
3: code. it was a foil by Lord.
2: Okay. And Jeremy and Chris?
3: Yeah, we have the the exact same thing, foil. Um it is not Miley Cyrus though. It is definitely Lord.
2: <laughs> I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I okay. am Lord literally sent that like right before right I, I said it in Miley Cyrus and right before he sent uh he sent he said no it's foil and I'm like okay locked in, thank god. No
2: okay. You said Foil and Lord, right? Not Foil yes, and Miley foil Cyrus. And Lord. It's not okay. Miley Cyrus. Okay. Just okay
3: making that distinction. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> all right yeah and so you've got black helicopters coming across the border yeah. puppet masters for the new world order be aware there's always someone that's watching you yeah this is absolutely foil <laughs> my favorite verse from the song out of the oh two yeah that are available um <laughs> uh, and i am protected because i made this hat from aluminum foil and it is <laughs> foil by lord
0: although <laughs> if i may his Miley Cyrus parody features one of my favorite Weird Al lyrics of all time, which is, We only torture the folks we don't <laughs> we like. Don't you're, like probably you're probably going to be, be okay. okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I love P-I-A. that line.
0: It's a party. Um, yeah. In
2: sea. So uh, both teams did really well on that. And uh, shout out to the Beard Al podcast because I did, in fact, consult Lauren Carey on picks for the quintessential Weird Al in case y'all wonder why I just randomly popped in there with a hey what oh, would yeah. you consider to be like the top 10 Weird Al songs um, but then I decided I kind of had to use I Lost on Jeopardy so and we decided Fair. to do parodies only just for the purposes of keeping the trivia consistent
0: and we're so, okay with that because that was the only place we made
1: up points I am legitimately happy Jeremy sent that right before I hit locked in
3: it's not even funny <laughs> <laughs> he goes miley cyrus i'm like no no
4: (laughs) it's because he thought at first it was party in the cia
3: not.
2: um so after two rounds uh we have a score of critical mind with 40 points total and critical grind and rolls with 38 points total so uh with uh Critical grind and rolls going perfect on the Weird Al round, and critical bind only missing the artist on one song. So, really strong round from both teams, and we are going to do our little fast. I'm going to give you the ten questions from this handout called "Was the book better, really?" Okay, so I'm going to give you the name of a movie. You need to tell me what uh, classic literary work it's based on. For my teams, this would be matching for y'all. It's just going to be, I'm going to give you the movie and you give me the literature adaptation. So uh, your first one is Apocalypse Now.
0: Do you need author or just work? Just the work. We can lock in.
2: Okay. Chris and Jeremy can talk it out.
1: Uh, Jeremy, that sounds right. I don't know for a fact, but that does sound right.
3: Yeah. uh, I'm hoping it's not a different war movie around the same time that's based on the same thing. But I believe this is Heart of Darkness.
0: So that's what we locked in. That's what we're going to lock in with. Mike and 10? That's the same thing we locked in with was Heart of Darkness.
2: Okay. And it is, in fact, Heart of Darkness. So both teams picking that one up.
0: And on a semi-related note, I did pop another beer. You might have heard the pop a little bit uh, during the Weird Owl thing, but I did want to give it a shout out from the Pipeworks Brewing Company. This is the Petrified Forest Oak India Pale Ale. Very good IPA. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot. And this is another four pack that I'm killing. So it's yeah. a momentous night.
2: Uh, your second one is warm bodies.
0: Okay. We can lock in.
2: Okay. Jeremy and Chris are locked in. Mike and Tim.
4: I don't know that we're going to get this. Like, yeah. Um, I, I know that this is that movie where I think she's in love with a zombie or the zombies in love with her or something Um. with a, a knockoff. Uh. Cedric Diggory, whatever his, the actor's name is, um, Robert Pattinson. That one, uh, it, it's like Wish Robert Pattinson in it, but I, I didn't know it was based off a book.
0: I, I've yeah, I I vag- I never saw the movie. I vaguely remember its existence. I mean, a zombies like, in love with me. <laughs> my 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 immediate thought is to. Uh, give a shout out to a friend of the show, uh, Isabella Drake, who has written a couple of books related to uh, that are zombie erotica. Um, but that's right, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure those books all came out after Warm Bodies. Um, and I and it would be like Queen of the Undead was what they had. So, like, I don't know. They're laughing. So I we're we might be way off in what we're talking no, about. Sure. Here. Right,
3: we're <laughs> laughing at our chat. Don't, yeah. <laughs> pay No attention to us.
0: Um,
4: they're, they're they're still laughing at Wish Robert Pattinson. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, fair, That's but fair. I I got nothing. I I got nothing. Uh, Queen of the Undead. Does that sound good? Sure. Yeah. All right.
2: All right. Uh, Jeremy and Chris, what did you lock in with?
3: Uh, I'm gonna say this part out loud just because I'll I'll let Chris lock it in if he wants. But if anything, Robert Pattinson is a wish Nicholas Holt.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: I was like, we're not going to disperse Nicholas
1: Holt. <laughs> no. Which is <laughs> ironic because they were they were the number one and number two choices for the Batman. And Pattinson hmm. somehow beat Nicholas Holt out for that. Yeah. Um, so the the book itself, real quick, we had a, a fake book club when I was working a while ago. This is like 10 years ago. But it was me and a woman who sat next to me at work. And we had a fake book club. So we started with The Hunger Games. We went through all four of The Hunger Games books. Then we moved on to Warm Bodies. And after we got through Warm Bodies, we, we always kind of like read a couple chapters, talk about it, read a couple chapters, talk about it. I'm like, I'm like Michelle, what do you want to read next? She goes, well, a friend of mine has told me these, all these great things about a book. And she says, it's wonderful and I really should read it. Do you want to read it with you? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll read it for you. I'm like, what is it? She goes, it's called Fifty Shades of Grey.
3: I heard you talk about this before, I think. This is amazing.
1: <laughs> like, Misha, I am not reading that with you. I am a married man. You read that on your own. Uh, no, the actual book is just called Warm Bodies.
2: Okay, but it's it's still an adaptation of so that book is based on another piece of literature. I did not realize the there was movie a movie based Warm on Bodies. the
1: book Warm Bodies. Okay, yeah, that's what I've heard too. The movie is it's li- it's literally almost beat for beat the book Warm Bodies. The only thing the only big difference is they added more comedy to. Is it Rob Corddry? Is that his character? The guy mm. they added more comedy to the the second secondary zombie. Yeah, I'm seeing what what they're saying is accurate. I I
4: think I know looking up now what answer you're looking for, Brittany, but it is based off of Warm Bodies. Yeah,
2: so I am going to give you the points for it because in the matching version of this, that was not an option. And therefore, you would Mm -hmm. have had to give me the classic literature adaptation. However, given this format, I am going to give you the credit for it uh, because Warm Bodies is inspired by Romeo and Juliet. The book is inspired, and then the movie was adapted based on oh, okay. the book, but it was based off Romeo and Juliet. For the record, so were Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. So. Oh, so,
0: so is The Lion King too,
2: and so yeah. is West Side Story. So, um, lots of stuff based on Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> is it about two lovers that are seemingly on the opposite side of a thing? It's Romeo and Juliet,
0: <laughs> which itself was based anyway
2: yeah (laughs) okay so i am going to give you the points for that i was looking for romeo and Juliet, but since you don't have the list of possible answers that's a fair cop um so number three is clueless and i will say if that situation does come up again if it's the movies based off a book of the same name i need what that book is based off of
3: (laughs) so makes that that's fair yeah if it makes you feel any better, I would have guessed Romeo and Juliet because it's the only classic literature that fits that I can think of.
1: Jeremy, want to lock that in? Yeah.
3: Um, as soon as you said it, that that's absolutely what it is. So we can lock in.
2: Okay, Jeremy and Chris are locked in. Tim and Mike. the
0: fu- The funny thing about this one is there was also a Gwyneth Paltrow movie that came out not too far after Clueless that was also that was more of a literal adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma. But I'm pretty sure Clueless was an adaptation of Emma.
2: Okay, uh, we've got an Emma lock-in. Jeremy, Chris, what did you say?
0: I did
1: not know that Gwyneth Paltrow's version was the same as an adaptation of this. When I th- when I hear uh, Clueless, I automatically go to Emma. So,
2: Okay, and Emma it is. So both teams picking up credit there. Number four is 10 things I hate about you.
1: <laughs> Jeremy, I like your version better.
2: <laughs> yeah, we can go with
1: that. We'll lock in.
2: Okay, Mike and Tim are locked in. Jeremy and Chris.
1: Well, we both had a uh, autocorrect fails on this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to know. Where oh my I god! Know? I, didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize my
3: autocorrect failure. Oh my god! Um, so we're gonna combine our two of taming eyed the shrew and taking of the shrew, and uh, just go with taming <laughs> of the shrew.
2: Okay, <laughs> taming of the shrew is your locked in answer, Tim and Mike.
4: I, I I would have laughed even harder if you had like taming of the shrek. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be like taming of the Screw or something when you said. Uh, but
4: yeah, we we, we, bo- we both we mm-hmm. both went fuck. This is sh- th- this is a Shakespeare one. Um, um, taming of the shrew at the same time, so we yep. both said right. taming of the shrew.
2: Okay, well that is in fact correct. So well done. Um. Number five is She's the Man.
0: Yeah, we can lock that. In. We can lock in.
2: Okay, Mike and Tim are locked in. Jeremy and Chris, you can talk it out.
1: I'm almost positive that's right, Jeremy. Okay,
3: yeah, th- this is not like the last one I was uh, in between Taming of the Shrew and uh, Much Ado About Nothing on this one. I-, I was pretty sure it's Twelfth Night, and I was trying to rack my brain for the other Shakespeare play I was thinking of, but when I typed in Twelfth Night, he said yes, and so that's what we're going to go with,
0: Twelfth Night.
1: Yeah, it sounds right.
2: Okay, Tim and Mike.
0: Well... In in fairness, Twelfth Night is far from the only Shakespeare play in which a woman dresses up like a man, uh, but it is it is in fact the one that she's the man is based upon. Yeah, that's what
2: we locked in with as well. Or what okay. you? will. Uh. Yep. Twelfth Night is what it's based on. Number six is a Knight's Tale. All
3: right, we're gonna go ahead and lock in.
2: Okay. Uh, Jeremy and Chris are locked in.
4: <laughs> Mike, I, I am less okay. <laughs> Okay, so it, so yes, Chaucer is a character in this movie.
0: It, Paul Bettany's pretty, character is Ch- is Chaucer. Is it based on right. Canterbury Tales?
4: Yes, I am fairly certain it's based on Canterbury Tales. I wrote a uh, quiz on this several months ago for the uh, Perfect Ten Pop Quiz that I do, and I'm pretty sure that it's based on Canterbury Tales because it's it's. Chaucer is a character, but he's basically writing, writing Canterbury tales. Okay. You know, it's kind of a circular thing, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Canterbury tales.
0: And I'm okay with locking that in as long as I'm allowed to tell one of my favorite stories from high school, which is we each had to present. Not each of us, but like in groups, we had to present uh, one of the Canterbury Tales and I couldn't tell you which one it was. But one of my best friends walks up and he's trying to describe one of the characters and he goes, basically, he's a really horny bastard in front of like everybody in front of the whole class and teachers and everybody. So, okay, but I'm fine with that. We can lock in with the uh, Canterbury Tales.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay, and uh, Jeremy and Chris.
0: Uh, I feel better about our answer now
3: Uh, because we uh, I was remembering that he was Chaucer, but at the same time, it was like, I'm pretty sure that's the Knight's Tale from the Canterbury Tales. That's kind of what they were basing it on. So we said the Canterbury Tales as well.
2: All right. And both teams picking up the point on this one. Now, I am going to preface this next one with this is one where critics are saying it's an adaptation. It hasn't been officially called an adaptation. But I found a lot of sources where critics consider it an adaptation of this work. So just also prefacing that for any listeners who may be like, uh, there's nothing official about that. I know, but it's very <laughs> it's very critically considered to be an adaptation of this. So the work in question that I need to know what it's an adaptation of is August Rush. I will lock in. Okay. Uh, Jeremy and Chris, you can talk it out.
0: I mean... Um- Maybe,
1: yeah. I'm trying That's to remember the my movie. Oh, The movie going? is about an orphan, but I thought the movie was about a like an orphan, like musical, like a prodigy.
3: Yeah, and it's a musical. So when I think orphan and musical, I think of two, and that would be either Annie or Oliver. Okay. And uh, if it's based off a of work, um, Twist makes sense I, I'm thinking Oliver Twist would be what they would turn into a musical because there is one. She's in classic literature,
1: right? Yep. Okay. Well, because my original thought was like, being that it is about a musical prodigy, I was wondering if there were maybe like autobiographies about, you know, not Beethoven, but like Mozart or Chopin that. Not that I think would be considered. If it's classic literature, it wouldn't be that. So Oliver Twist is our best bet.
3: I mean, that's just, again, just reasoning out what we're looking at. I mean, I've seen August Rush and the basic themes. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could see critics thinking the same thing, maybe. Uh, so I'd say just go with it. We'll go with uh, Oliver
0: Twist. Works okay, for
2: me. and Tim and Mike, what would you say? We didn't
0: have much thunder behind it, but that was the first thing that popped into our head as well. So we just locked in with Oliver Twist.
2: It is Oliver Twist.
0: On a side note, can you guys miss something? Right? <laughs> See Tim, now you know. Now you know how how Jeff and I felt when we were on your 2022 year in review <laughs> trivia. Um,
2: Who well, let's see how this Jeremy
0: one... anyway. Right.
2: <laughs> let's see how this one shakes out. Bridget Jones's Diary.
0: All right, we'll lock in.
2: Okay, uh, Jeremy and Chris, you can talk it out.
3: <sighs> I, so all I've got right now is it's probably something from Jane Austen, but. That could be a few things. Um, I, I would think somewhere between Sense and Sensibility or Pride and Prejudice, as they're very similar.
1: I thought the book was called Bridget Jones' Diary. Um, it, I, 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 mean, it, I might, it
3: probably is, but it's I probably it's this is one of those.
1: us for earlier. where yeah. the book itself is inspired by another work. I know mm-hmm. for I'm almost positive it's in, it, the book is based off of. It. It's called Bridget Jones Diary. But we need Pick to go back further. I wouldn't know. I have no idea there. All right. Uh, Do I have a coin? Sensibility or... i
3: say say sensibility or pride Pride, and prejudice.
1: Prejudice, Zombies, you pick.
3: Pride and prejudice and zombies. (laughs) Um, Shoot. Uh, I don't have a coin.
1: The sense of of sensibility seems to make... Oh, no. Pride and prejudice might make more sense. All right. Let's just go with
3: it. Go ahead. Fine. (laughs) If it makes more sense, go for it. I've seen the movie
1: one time. So... I've seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies more than I have seen Pride and Prejudice, so... hey.
3: Okay. <laughs> so, cool. what right. are
2: you locking in with?
3: Uh, I guess Pride and Prejudice.
2: Oh, okay. And Tim and Mike? <sighs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we were we were really hoping they'd go the wrong way on that one. I'm not a hundred percent sure it's Pride and Prejudice. I'm hundred percent sure it's not Sense and Sensibility. We did lock in with Pride and Prejudice. What about Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters? Could it be that it could be? Could be.
2: Well, uh, the movie literally had a Mister Darcy in it. It is it uh, Pride and Prejudice.
3: It I didn't absolutely remember did that part. That's a,
0: funny. A, a Mister Darcy who had played Mister Darcy from Pride and Prejudice on yes. a BBC version. Of, yeah.
2: Yeah, because Colin Firth was in it. Yep. Um
0: hat tip to my wife for that one. Yeah, my right. wife watches those
3: all the time and she's read the books and like I know a little bit about them through Osmosis. I've seen most exactly. of the movies because yep. they're on. We're but...
4: just sitting here in chat going, fuck these guys. Yep, we <laughs> are. Oh, the we're the wrong way. Shut up, Chris.
2: All yeah, exactly. right. Well let's see what happens with number nine when I tell you to give me the adaptation of what John Tucker Must Die was adapted from.
1: Yeah, lock that in, Jeremy. I'm good with it.
3: All right. We'll lock in.
2: Okay, I Mike talk it up. The, uh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: that's the plot. All right. So I I said to Tim, like, I vaguely remember this movie existing, and I think it's I think he's like he's like a two he two times a bunch of women and they conspire to to kill him, but is do they do they set him up with another girl or I'm I've trying never to
4: haven't re- seen it. I only I haven't the, seen it either. I can tell you is a movie
0: yeah so i i jokingly said and then he said lock it in i'm like i don't know if i'm quite ready to lock that in but i jokingly said okay well there's there's i'm pretty sure there's like three women that he's two-timing so three people show up to kill him maybe it's julius caesar i don't know like maybe one of them is you know (laughs) brute it was something that sounds vaguely like brutus i don't know i don't no i've, I've got I, nothing I'm I, to do. I have i have absolutely nothing on this one um do you want to say it i i i feel like it's i feel like there's something where i think they set him up with another girl and maybe maybe i'm conflating multiple movies i have nothing i'm fine with locking in with as ridiculous of an answer it is i'm fine with locking in with julius caesar all right we'll do that
2: Okay. Locked in with Julius Caesar. Jeremy and Chris, what did you come up with?
3: Well, Chris, if they're right, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> I mean, at myself, because well, yeah. uh, Chris's initial thing was Julius Caesar, question mark. Uh, and then I started listing out plays based on not John Tucker must die.
1: Or no, not John Tucker. What was the one? Uh, no, well, John I, dies I, at
3: the end That's what we, thought I, we were I talking about.
1: this John dies at the end. I'm like, well, John dies at the end. I thought was at least loosely inspired by Julius Caesar because at the end of the movie, John has to die that's not John Tucker must die. So the rest yeah. of the, the film doesn't fit into the scope of Julius Caesar.
3: Right. And he was saying about how this exact same thing, how he's two timing, like different women. And then I, I, I was down to, uh, he's basically said love triangle. And I'm like, well, that leads me to think of either Mary wives of Windsor or the, or much ado about nothing. But then Chris goes, isn't much to do about nothing more of a love square, uh, which it is. And, <laughs> um, And and Merry Wives of Windsor is the story about Falstaff having money woes. So he seduces uh, wealthy businessmen's wives and they all find out about it. So that's what we locked in with. I have no idea if it's right. So we're going to go Merry Wives of Windsor.
2: Okay. Uh, well, I was going to I told them while you were gone, Mike, that if you got back and agreed, I would give you the author of the work. But they're like, I don't think that would help. So you both named Shakespeare plays and it is a Shakespeare play. And it is The Merry Wives of Windsor. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> we had probably more chatter about this <laughs> than like any other question
2: tonight. Like,
0: uh, screw it. That's one of the Shakespeare plays I am not familiar with. So that, that would be why.
2: All right. Good and uh, Mike, you were on the right track. It is. He's two timing on a bunch of women. They do set him up with a new girl to basically, and they coach her through like basically how to break his heart. So it's kind of like a proto Mean Girls, but less murdery than Heather's. So, okay, well, let's close out this round uh, with number 10 of Lion King.
1: Locked in. (laughs) Locked in. We made this joke
0: earlier.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Mike, isn't this the same one that Sons of Anarchy is based off of?
0: I couldn't tell you. I've never watched an episode of Sons of Anarchy. I know Lion King won. Well, I know Lion King one and a half is based on Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. So no. I'm fairly certain Lion King is based off Hamlet. OK, hold on. I'm also fairly certain Chris couldn't have told you Merry Wives of Windsor was a fucking Shakespeare play. until about two minutes ago. <laughs> OK.
1: Oh, no, that was all. He gave me two options. And then I literally said, isn't one of these isn't much ado a love square. And he said, yes, let's go to
0: Merry Wives. Mm-hmm. So
4: Okay, so real quick,
1: is it Hamlet or is it Macbeth? Because I conflate
4: the two in my mind it's, because I don't touch Shakespeare.
0: It's completely Hamlet, one hundred percent
4: Hamlet.
2: Okay, and Jeremy and Chris.
3: So earlier, Brittany sa- said something along the lines of, "It's never been officially confirmed by the writers of this next one, but the critics have said, and a lo- there's a lot of cor- corroborating sources that this play, yeah. or this book, or this movie was based on this work." And I immediately in in. Uh, chat type Hamlet Lion King. We'll lock it in if that's what it is. And this that was earlier in the round and it wasn't. That <laughs> was the other one that you'd pulled out like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been in our chat since like the third question of the round. So we're locked in with Hamlet.
2: Okay. And both teams picking up credit on that one. Cause it is Hamlet. So it's actually
0: based on Kimba, the white lion, seriously, yeah. look it up.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So at the end of that, uh, we have a score of 60 for Critical Mind two fifty-four for Critical Grinding Rolls.
0: All right, that does it for this episode. Be sure to tune in next week to find out whether Chris and Jeremy will finally miss a freaking question. Until then, please refer to the show notes for all the ways you can support the podcast or get in touch with us on social media. On behalf of Brittany, Tim, Chris, and Jeremy, I've been Mike. Have a good one.